0: It's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talkin' Ag Lane Nordland for today's LaneCast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet again another conversation here on the LaneCast Ag podcast. Uh, today's show is actually coming to you from the 2022 Mate Show, that being the Montana Trade Exposition and the Home and Health Expo taking place just across the parking lot, over 500 vendors and it's been quite the show. We're uh, day two, the conclusion coming up here very soon. And thousands of people from across Montana and the surrounding regions uh, ready to stretch their legs and learn about the latest technologies in ag. And uh, excited to uh, just be here in person. And uh, today uh, we'd just like to thank the American Angus Association for sponsoring today's conversation on the Lancaster Ag Podcast. For more information, visit the American Angus Association online. Well joining us here today is a a friend of mine that is a mover and shaker especially in the online and video livestock marketing business. his family's been actively involved in ranching in Montana and also in livestock sales. Uh, I'm talking about Sam Frazier with Frontier Productions and the website FrontierLiveSale.com. But uh, Sam, uh, how, how are things going here today? Oh, We're
1: doing pretty good, Lane. We just got done with a uh, sale. I, you failed to mention I also do the internet sales for Northern Livestock video, too. Uh, so I'm a pretty busy person. Yeah. Uh, today we had the Lewis Brothers uh, Angus sale down there in the St. Ange, uh, South Dakota, and that went pretty well. I haven't got any averages back because I literally came
0: directly here from BLS. So uh, that's. That, it was a good sale, though. Sold a lot of bulls. Yeah, I watched the first few lots sale. I think lot, well, 12,000, 11,000 were the first few going through there. So. Yeah,
1: I think our high seller day was uh, 40,000, and that was... Maybe the 10th or 15th bull yeah. through the sale. We had a guy from Canada run him all the way up to 39, but we
0: didn't get him bought. So, so because uh, that would have been in Canadian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it converts. <Yeah. laughs> but, you know, Sam, today, the conversation I want to talk about is just about how technology truly is changing uh, ways that, specifically cattle producers sorry grain producers if you're tuning in today but just how technology is changing how we look at genetics how we purchase cattle how we do the research on the cattle and uh, obviously the frontier live sale and then the platform that uh, you provide northern livestock video and the goggins family and the clan uh, with all the sales they provide, it, it truly is uh, innovative. And again, we have a lot of different uh, video platforms and online platforms out there. But before we jump into that, let's just talk about uh, a little bit about your background growing up uh, west of here. Um, what, uh, what 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 was growing up like in agriculture? Maybe talk about your family's uh, work in agriculture along the line too.
1: Well, I'd like to. You got to start at the beginning. Uh, My great-great-great-grandfather came over from Lorne, Nova Scotia in the 1870s. Uh, We've been here ever since, right there by Bridger Creek, exit off I-90, between uh, Columbus and Big Timber. Uh, Used to be Hereford people uh, for a long time. Like all of us used to be, yeah. And I actually was, you can accuse me of being a Hereford person, too, with my first uh, cow. She was a Hereford cow. Uh, Bought her from my great-grandma. She is 18 years old, but you know you gotta start somewhere. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're Hereford people from way back. Used to have uh, what's called Fraser Hereford Ranch. Um, if you're a Hereford person, you ever heard of uh, our, uh, Dutchmaker Bull, uh, RCD4? One of our bulls, uh, Evan Mischief Bulls, sired him. Uh, so, and it goes back a long way, and there's a lot of people we got to know and knew throughout that business and just being in here for a long time. And I grew up on the ranch. I was the fifth generation to grow up in the same house on the same place. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't all work out. We sold everything. Uh, just recently, about a year ago, sold the original homestead. And, and I live in Big Timber, built a house, and I do this stuff pretty much 100% of the time now. Uh, don't really have a ranch anymore, but uh, you can never take that out of you. It's yep. always going to be something that's in your blood, and uh, this is a way I can connect with that.
0: Well, uh, obviously, the American Angus Association is sponsoring today's show, so maybe you guys should have made a transition. We love Angus cattle.
1: We sell a lot of Angus cattle, and I love black cattle, and I've owned more black cattle than I've owned Hereford cattle.
0: <laughs> but, uh, so obviously, just uh, being down the road from Billings here as as we gather, and uh, I, I just think it's so, so odd back in the day... Uh, folks that put on production sales the auctioneer the ringman they would have to drive several hours uh st Ange, what from here is probably five six i say six, five, six probably hours. depending on weather and so you'd have to make the drive the night before do the sale maybe stay for the sale party drive back back the next day um but it's changed quite a lot i mean you did a sale from billings billings livestock yeah. commission where you guys is uh northern office. livestock video yeah. office is at what uh um, I guess what sparked your interest? Obviously, as you mentioned, so many of us have, have this rich heritage in agriculture, and, and as you put it, sometimes it doesn't work out to stay in, you know, the actual livestock end of it. But what, I guess, what drove you, because anyone that knows Sam knows that he can build a computer from scratch. He knows more about technology than, than I can, and I have the latest technology, and I don't know how to use it what what drove you to to want to be a part of the family business especially on the livestock marketing end well
1: so in 1997 my dad my uncle uh, Bart Midget the Warnicky brothers Gordy Bruner they all started a company called Frontier Stockyards and i think it was the first online cattle auction uh, i'm not 100% sure about that but it was definitely no one else was doing it
0: And there's a difference between video and online too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just an online internet only. Uh, We did a few bull sales and sold some uh, uh, feeder cattle on a static site, which it really, it. Looking back, it wasn't very good. But anything that's innovative, you got to start somewhere, and you got to learn from what you've done. Uh, Back then, obviously, I was still in. I wasn't even in high school then when they started that. And then as I go through college and we kind of moved on and and changed some things and did some other things, uh, I started becoming involved in the business uh, just basically as an employee. You know, uh, I was good with computers, so that's what I did. Um, And then, so we come up and uh, it just kept on going and I kept getting more involved and it was a real good thing for me as a good fit. Then uh, we split apart from Frontier Stockyards and I believe 2016, dad and I did and started Frontier Productions. Uh, Bart took that over and kept it in Mile City and, and did video sales and feeder cattle sales and a few bull sales with it. And the, we pretty much concentrate directly on the production ag, uh, you know, like your seed stock producers, private treaty sales, things of that nature. And it's just developed from there. And now we're, we're getting to the point where we're so busy that it's a full-time job. It used to just be a hobby, and I really didn't make much at it, but now it's it's great. It's the, it's the dream everybody wants, do what you like to do. And treat it like it's, you know, something important and hopefully one day you can do
0: it for a living. So what were some of those key changes that uh, you have implemented over the past few years and saying, you know, if I'm looking at bulls or, or maybe red females or pears or those really fancy registered heifers that will be selling in these, what I guess what kind of went through your mind in designing a website where people could not only just Bid online, but also learn more about those operations along the way, and, and truly be not just a source to market cattle, but but a true partner with these ranches that are, are marketing all their hard work.
1: Well, the first thing is uh, Montana is looked to as the seed stock capital of the world. There's no discussion or debate about that. Problem with Montana is, and you can maybe you know confirm this with me. Uh, you diagonally measure it and it's actually closer to drive to Houston, Texas from Billings than it is to go from Alzada to uh, Yak or whatever across the state. I mean, it's a big state, and there's a lot of genetics in this state. So anything that we can do to shrink that down so people can hit more of those places and get more of those genetics and maybe evaluate more cattle, the faster they can do it and the easier they can do it, that's just what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. We also try to put as much information out there as possible uh, like you said, you know, uh, we've been friends for a long time. I don't even know how long. but uh, you Two do- weeks. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see how it is. Um, but anyway, so you guys, uh, you do those promotional videos for us. You get a lot of information out in front of a heck of a lot of people. Uh, we do the same thing. Well, we don't do that. We, we, we promote on our website, share on social media, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure if anyone knows me, they're sick to death of my Facebook post by now because it's literally a bull sale every single day. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's just getting the information out in front of as many people as we can. And when we started, we probably had a mailing list of about a thousand and had a reach on Facebook of 500. Uh, I just looked the other day; we've got 31,000 people on our email list in U.S., Mexico, Canada. I mean, it's we've grown it a lot, and so we're getting a lot of stuff in front of a lot of people, just so they can make better decisions. And we kind of. Try and specialize in these north, northern and, and Montana area cattle, you know, Wyoming, Dakotas. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I don't really remember the original question you asked, but I kind of went off on a tangent there.
0: No, it, those are very good points you brought up. But I, I guess one thing I like about your website and, and other online uh, sales have kind of implemented that, though, is when you're looking at the different catalog lots in order, when you click on that, it has the pedigree. And then it also has the video, so mm-hmm. you can watch that uh, bull, watch their disposition as they're walking, and look at that hip. And, and I guess what drove you to say, hey, if we could just have all this information from the catalog right here along with that good video of the cattle?
1: Well, it's just, it's just it comes from you know people like you and me. How do we want to evaluate cattle? Mm-hmm. We want the shortest path to the most information we can give. And there's not much more than pedigree EPD in the video. Those are your three primary things you're going to evaluate on. Um, And we try to do the best video we can and keep it right close there, keep it simple. Because we have a lot of people like, I'm not going to name any names, but he raised me that have trouble with internet and technology (laughs) sometimes. He's got Uh, some big ass hands. Yes, he does, and his phones keep getting smaller again (laughs) and his fingers get fatter and he just can't figure it out. He knows cattle better than anybody. I'll give him that better than I ever will. But when it comes to technology, we just got to keep it simple for those guys because we're in a weird spot. Right now we've got, you know, our dad's generation who are still active and still doing things, making those decisions and purchasing cattle. We've also got a heck of a lot of us in our generation that have grown up with technology that are used to that. And so we've got to have a kind of a happy medium there to keep something simple but also keep it you know, enriched with information so you can make the correct decision on the seed stock that you want to buy or evaluate.
0: And again, I, what I like about it, because I'm still the type that if, if I'm going to buy livestock, I like to see it in person. But again, uh, just being able to go look at a catalog online or look at the, when you have the catalog right there for folks to look at, you can look at those bulls that you wrote down. And then when you go to the sale, if I'm going to go in person or a week before the sale, just to preview what those lots look like, and because I have, I've, I've bought livestock through your guys' yep. platform. Last thing I think, actually, I bought a horse the last time. Yeah, I you bought did anything <laughs> through through your uh, through, through. It surprised
1: uh, me a little bit, but you know it's all right. Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: Uh, I I had saw the horse. How, before. You, how did it work out for you? Oh, he's still he's he's fat you still have him so yeah, that's I, great. I wrote him the other day he's been off uh, for about three months and, uh, and he didn't buck you he off. he did not offer to buck okay so, perfect. yeah um, another happy customer yes exactly but I, I, I guess when it comes down to that it, it it comes down to that relationship that you have between uh the producer and yourself and it always comes down to you know cost and experience and quality of that experience but you know these producers have gone through a lot and, and what i like about frontier and, and you do so much work with northern again uh, uh northern livestock video being a, uh, with your platform as well it's a good relationship but you know there, there's a lot bigger sales more bowls that maybe run through the northern livestock video sale mm-hmm. platform but you are you're priced right you're a family business and i think that's what's so appealing to so many of these small producers that have great genetics, but maybe it's their first, second, or 10th sale. Exactly. And they understand that they have to have that online platform, and it's always, well, what what is going to be the best price, best experience, and best uh, hands-on approach from the the people providing this? I guess, what... Why is it so important to have that good relationship with these producers when it's all their hard work selling it one day?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of it boils down to my uncle, Rob Frazier, used to own the Stockyards in Mile City. Uh, he's got some great one-liners. Uh, if you've ever met him, that guy, he uh, he can spin them out, and they are gold. Uh, but he always told me from a young age, well, I guess not a young age, but younger, uh, if you're going to deal with somebody and they're your customer, uh, they better be the most important person in your world at that moment and that's just how I go into all these different deals and you can go talk to the people that I work for they'll tell you the same thing Uh, I do not rush somebody along to get on to the next guy uh, and I don't take on the work if I'm too busy. I, I just thought she
0: was going to take your Copenhagen I was kind there of hoping your Maybe coping, she, maybe she Copenhagen's she pretty close to the candy bowl. There, I've been there. trying to quit, Lane. So uh,
1: <laughs> maybe it'd be a good deal. But uh, anyway, the the important thing is, is, is I treat every single person where they got five head of cattle or 500 like they're the most important person that day until I'm done with that sale and then I move on. And, uh, and we just will not take on more work than we have to. And that's one of the reasons why we've been in business so long, but we haven't grown to up to these multinational marketing firms, you know, because we're not after that. Yep. We're after providing a service to the people that we care about. And it's a thing between Dad and I, and we've been able to keep it small and keep it relatively agile. For a business, uh, we we got through the COVID thing pretty well, you know, just because it's the two of us, and so we basically call each other in the morning, and we have our board meeting and our business plan and our butt chewings at the same time. So uh, it works out pretty good. But that's that's really what it boils down to: is it doesn't matter who my customer is that day; they're the most important person. I take care of them, and I give them all my attention, every single one of them.
0: Well, but, but just speaking about COVID, I mean, when that when that shutdown kind of happened too. We didn't know what was going on in that spring of 2020. No. Like it was it truly no it was, man's land. It, it was no man's land. It's like waiting for a drought, you know, after having three inches of rain. Yeah. Um, what What was that like though for those first few sales? What What was that okay. customer? What was the feedback from customers? Where literally we had people truly probably buying at a higher rate online because they didn't know if they were going to catch something that they didn't know anything about at that point.
1: Well, the first sale. Uh, it was scary because we nobody knew what was going to happen. We didn't know who was going to show up to the barn. We didn't know if people were going to get on the internet. We yeah. had no idea. So we just did what we always do. We got our job done. We showed up. Uh, it went off pretty well. Still had a fairly decent crowd because it was before the big lockdown. Um, had a few more people online than we did the year before. Then the second and third sales that we had coming through February into March, I believe, is when that whole thing kinda yep, yep. hit the fan. Uh, I remember Brad Farm, I used to he's the one that created LiveAuctions.tv and he's since sold that and yep. he's kinda living the retired lifestyle. I hope he listens to this. He's he's <laughs> out by my uncle's place in Red Lodge and he's a <laughs> gentleman rancher now, I believe. Um, but anyway, uh, he said, Yeah, that, that's why we're here. We 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 sell cattle on the internet, so let's get her done. Charge on. Yep. And I remember hearing that and I was like, you know what, that's a heck everything's going to be fine we're just going to do what we do and it's going to work out and it did people figured it out you know people didn't want to come to the sales uh there's a lot of ranchers that sold just as many cattle and actually sometimes for a little more because it kind of gets crazy on the internet it does uh, it's so cause... much
0: easier no one can see you bidding though it's just...
1: <laughs> well it's just you got so many people in one little pipeline they just get a little wild sometimes which i'm fine with you know uh but i i think a lot of ranchers save money on you know roast beef and and lunches because uh, there wasn't quite as many of those but you know it worked out good uh, we just kind of basically opened it up and said you know we're here to help whatever it doesn't matter we'll figure it out i don't care what we charge let's get her done and uh, we, we we took on a lot of customers that year we were able to service them all and make everything work and we got a lot of great customers out of it too because we just showed up and got it done Yep. didn't matter you know we didn't care about money it was just let's get them cattle sold i don't want to see anybody go down
0: Well, again, uh, Sam Frazier is our guest today with Frontier Productions. Frontierlivesale.com is the website. We're going to take a quick commercial break and thank our friends at the American Angus Association uh, for their support of the podcast, but we'll be back right after these words. Sale season's here again, and there are a lot of black headed Angus bulls on the market, but not all of them are registered. Why take the risk? Don't gamble on unproven genetics. Invest wisely with registered powered by Angus bulls. Backed by the power of the American Angus Association and 80 million data points, Registered Angus Bulls give you the confidence in your buying decisions. Don't buy an imposter. Look for the registration number. Buy the power. Buy Registered Angus Bulls. All right, a big thank you to the American Angus Association and, of course, Kurt Kangas. God, who, he sounds good there, he sounds doesn't he? sounds really good. He, of course, is a field rep for American Angus Association. He is on-air radio talent as well. <laughs> I and Buck,
1: in-ring talent, too. Yes,
0: he is cool. He is one of the top ringmen at a sale, too. I actually uh, I was sitting at Bernie's Diner at the Northern Hotel this morning, and uh, it's typical Northern Hotel. So friends that have not been to Billings, Montana, Stay at the Northern Hotel. They have an agriculture rate for farmers and ranchers. When you're coming to town, you just say, hey, I'm here for the the cattle sale at Pays or BLS, or I'm coming to the mate show. And they have a specific rate for farmers and ranchers, and no one else can compete with it here in town. But they have Bernie's Diner, and it is a, it's what you imagine, just an old school diner with good food, good coffee. But the Northern used to be where all the cattlemen hung out back in the day and uh, we've had some great locals take over that they remodeled it and that's where the the agriculture meetings happen it's where year. i stay
1: it's the nicest hotel in billings it i is. think yeah. by far
0: it is and they got the parking garage attached but uh, so i'm sitting there and, and mr kirk angus <coughs> of the american angus association he walks in and goes "Lane, what are you doing town so i'm like here for the mate show and he goes oh well i'm flying to the schiefelbein farm sale out in minnesota tomorrow <laughs> so we had breakfast and then race king uh out of uh, the Dillon, Dillon country yeah. he walks in with his son so that's just your typical uh, northern hotel experience. Yeah, you at always see Thunder. somebody you know. Now I don't know who I'll see tonight at the uh, Ten Restaurant and Bar. Mac not White would probably be there about two hours ago. Our yeah. friend from Two Dot, uh, but uh, you don't want to buy him dinner. Uh, probably not. No. He eats a lot. No, he's. Uh, <laughs> hey, I would say the Whites are a great family, a great customer uh, with uh, Western Ag Network, and uh, our thoughts are still with them after uh, their Badger passed away.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about him. Yeah, That's the Badger bad. passed away a few Sorry, Mac. Yeah. I've been giving Mac a raft of crap lately about uh, Mini Coopers, and <laughs> so we're having a little fight right now. He, our, our choice in vehicles is slightly different.
0: Well, just be a little light on him. Gilbert the Badger, he yeah, uh, he I'll, didn't make it through the yeah, winter. I'll have to say something. Um, this. But... Uh, Yes, they had a badger that lived in their house. He was quite a cool thing. Uh, but coming back to our conversation uh, here from the mate show, the Montana Trade Exposition, and we have Mr. Dwayne Hould with AgriBest Feeds coming in to see what kind of candy we have in that bowl there. He's uh, he's well, no matter him.
1: No matter what it is,
0: nothing will be as sweet as Dwayne.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I don't think your wife would agree
0: with and me. The only thing she. maybe sweeter is sweet pro feed <laughs> from AgriBest Feeds. That, that, that might be better. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. Have a tub for draw my name, Dwayne. Huh? I I need some tubs. Draw my name for that special drawing. So did you put your name in it? I did put my. Maybe I need to do it again. You know, I didn't do it with you. I did it with Ty Jones. What's that? I did it with Ty Jones, not you. So I can put my name in again, right? Um, <laughs> I <laughs>
1: I'm also a rep for them, too, so if, I you, did not if know you want that. some sweet pro, we can probably make something happen. I did
0: not know yeah. you were a rep. See? I mean, look at this conversation here at The Mate Show. But uh, Sam, obviously we're talking about uh, Frontier Productions and the online bidding format that you provide uh, bidders and, and uh, livestock producers as well. But when we look at how fast technology changes, how, I mean, there, there's new software there's new devices every single week different ways of doing things how does that keep you on your toes of uh, what keeps things the latest and greatest when we look at livestock marketing
1: well as, as anybody knows that's in the business of you know like web development and software development um, and most people, most of our customers, most people in the industry have no idea 90% of the work that goes into these things. Uh, it's all staying ahead of the curve as far as, you know, latency, uh, speed, content delivery networks and, and software. And and then you get into web browsers and computers and operating systems that aren't supported. And that is, that is primarily what we work on all the time. It's just always making sure our stuff works on every device possible. And not only that, but just as good as possible on any device. So whether you're bidding on your phone or your iPad or your smart TV, which you can do too, which is, I don't know if I'd try it, but it, you can do it. Oh. Yeah, you can use your remote control. <laughs> I don't know if I'm
0: that, that's a brave new world.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna suggest that to anybody, but if somebody tries it and it works, let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just making sure that everything is, is because it, it, our industry is hyper competitive. Uh, you know, we're, we go up against some pretty big uh, companies and they're, they've got a lot of weight behind them, and they they really do a good job. Uh, and so it keeps people like us on our toes because we have to be just as good or better than them to get business because they're so big. And uh, not, I'd say probably 90% of the work we do is just making sure our stuff is as up to date and
0: as fast and responsive and works as good as possible. Well, let's talk about internet speed and access. What, what was that like when you guys first kind of started off? Because We've seen so much development in internet access and upload speed and whatnot. But let's just talk about the challenge of connectivity in the countryside.
1: So when I was in high school, we lived on you know, a ranch out north of Reed Point. We had a radio phone. And we got our internet off of that. And, I mean, I, it was 14 or 12K BOD modem or something, which you, kids nowadays. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it, it'd yeah. take 10 minutes to load a p- one-page newspaper article. Uh, but when we first started, I mean, it was bad because everyone that wanted to bid on cattle, they were rural. So they had no. they had the best you could get was like 1.5 DSL, and that's barely good enough. Uh, so we had a completely different setup and platform and did different things to make it work for that back then. It's, it's very liberating now because we can provide a lot better quality of service because everybody's Internet's a lot better. And then the other thing is I go out to these places, and you know, they can be in Sumatra or north of Big Timber, or, you know, wherever.
0: Or Alzada.
1: Yeah, Alzada. I haven't been there yet with for a sale, but <laughs> maybe I will one
0: day. A sheep sale, maybe.
1: Well, I mean, I'll sell anything. Yeah. We sell horses, cattle, sheep, every, goats. I've sold goats. I'm There's not proud of n- it, hey, but I've done it. You can make money on goats.
0: <laughs> Don't let anyone oh, tell no. you. That's what's going to pay for farms and ranches down the river, sheep and goats.
1: Especially this year, they sold real well. But anyway, uh, getting out to these places and getting the internet there to do the sale has been uh, very difficult up until the last couple years to where we've had some new technologies developed that allow us to basically take a fiber internet connection anywhere in the state, which I think I maybe pushed you towards a little bit I don't
0: know if you ever got it. We we never did because we couldn't uh, uh, Starlink, right? Yep. We we couldn't because the 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 actual mailing drop off oh, address for UPS was too it? far away yeah. from where the actual signal that that was my dad got hurt last year right before calving season. So we were trying to look at what was the best way to get uh, internet access. We got that worked out, but uh, but yeah, I mean, how how does Starlink change the game just for people in rural America? I mean, you were almost you were a data tester. Pretty yes, much. A beta, I was, excuse me, yeah. beta tester. And for a that. data tester. Yeah, yeah, both. Yeah.
1: Uh, they were logged in to, to my. I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, because probably, they'll probably take it away now. Elon's Elon's
0: just- He listens to red. everything. Yeah, Elon Musk listens you know, to my podcast. We hang yeah. out. Yeah.
1: No, we don't. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool. If he does listen, I would like to come hang out with him. But anyway, uh, so it was one of those things where- I, I, you had to apply to be a beta tester and it wasn't that difficult mm-hmm. um, but I sent them a big long lengthy email because I really wanted to do it and I got two phone calls back from Starlink themselves that said you are kind of a person we would really like to test this with because it's exactly it would cover a lot of bases and it's one person and you seem to kind of know you know the process and the technology so yeah let's do it and so I took it all over the place and there were some growing pains uh i mean it didn't work everywhere and there's a couple sales where i had it set up and everything was great and it just went Mm -hmm. so i had to have backup stuff going But after we got that stuff done and we got they got some more satellites up uh it's been really good and it's been extremely helpful now my deal was unlocked Uh, a lot of people they can't take it and go somewhere with it yeah but i was testing that functionality for where it can lock onto the different groups and it worked pretty dang good I, I, I didn't ever really have too much of a problem and it was always seemed to be better than the, than the internet on site yep. but the big thing with it is any of these new technologies and anything that you try out there's going to be some oh I'm fine uh, there's going to be some periods of growing pains with everything uh, but I, just that and it came on the scene two years ago and it has really taken over and revolutionizing things because it's pretty cheap too you know, it's ninety nine bucks a month, and you can get really good internet anywhere.
0: So, a question I had, like recently, I heard that they had like forty seven satellites that got impacted by like a solar As flare, a coronal mass ejection. Yeah, 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 whatever. I mean, did did you see an impact by that?
1: You know, I really didn't. And there's so many up there, and, and you know, folks that if you if you get on the internet, just do a quick little Google search uh, for orbiting objects around the Earth, and look for the images. And you'll see this image that looks like a, basically a planet floating in a sea of trash. There are so many satellites and objects, you wouldn't even believe it up there. And they've got a whole lot of them up there right now. And they're, real, they're small. They're about the size of a pizza box. And they're in these huge groups. And uh, it knocked a bunch of them out. But I personally didn't see any, any degradation of service. Although I will have to say, and I'll, I'll get in trouble if I don't say this, Lane. <laughs> Triangle Telephone supplies me with the best internet in Big Timber, Montana. And I never have to go anywhere else. And I hope Nick listens. But uh, I, I use that Starlink when I travel. But you know, uh, I didn't notice any difference there at all. Uh, it was good the whole time.
0: Well, and hats off to our co-ops out yep. there that do provide it. Like again, my wife and I lived in Bozeman the last few years till so we moved back to Montana. As I always say, <laughs> from the Los Angeles, yeah, from yes, um, Eastern California. And at our little uh, little homestead there, I mean they. Uh, uh, three rivers piped in yep. fiber optic into the home place yep. there, and we, I just couldn't believe how fast it was compared to the Spectrum oh, Charter yeah. that we had in Bozeman, and like even Mid Rivers uh, in central and eastern Montana. Which I will say, they would n- Mid Rivers would not pipe out to my folks's new place <laughs> because there was a landowner in between oh, that yeah. ten years ago said no. We don't want you going across here. That landowner's died and everything. So shame on Mid Rivers because they lost a longtime customer with my parents. And if they're listening, they can learn from it. Yeah. Uh, because they uh, they said no, we can't even do that. So my parents at this point are on T-Mobile on yep. the hotspots. Works
1: great and it's good internet. I use that for a lot of my sales. The T-Mobile yeah. data plans, especially in
0: eastern Montana, it's really good. Yeah, and who would have thought two years ago that T-Mobile would have better service statewide than Verizon? Well. I'm not going
1: to say anything bad about anybody, but Verizon basically sold out because we had the greatest service in the world we with did. Verizon. And then T-Mobile came in and just bought all their towers and then put up a bunch more. And so it's even better now. But Competition, on. Lane, makes yeah.
0: everything better. Competition always makes everything better because you're looking at quality versus what is just planned. Yep. And, uh, but shame on the cell phone carriers for shutting down all the bag phones. Yeah. I love it. Not only could you just drive to
1: the top of a hill after you're done checking cows, but if you're bored, you could play Inagata DeVille on the number
0: <laughs> pad. I remember literally my dad's last bag phone. This has been early 2000s. He had it taped all together with electrical tape. And you know in the summertime when, you know, everyone's pickup was 120 yeah. degrees in there, and you'd pick up that phone and it would Get just a little be sticky. sticky. Yeah. And they literally, he had that Malta number, I remember. Uh, 406 654 and uh, they literally just shut off his line they canceled it because they had canceled those bag phones for about five years and they literally just canceled all the lines that were associated because the coverage was so
1: good well it's it, it, it that circles back to what you were asking me before and what do we spend our time on and that's you know standards and that, that's one of those standards that just didn't have any more room to, to exist because they had to move on to a faster connection and a better service, and they went away from that old CDMA stuff yep. to the new GSM and, or whatever. And they, I mean, it's, it's terrible for us, but it's progress, and they have to move forward.
0: Well, that's like even in our TV game. We had to quit using certain wireless microphones. Yeah. We used Asden forever. That was the industry standard. Ashton sold out their frequencies to these cell phone companies. Yeah. And uh, for listeners that aren't familiar with that, it's a radio wave, obviously. And when you have a wireless signal, it literally could connect to somebody's phone. Yeah. It could connect to a sound system. Um, and so we've had to use a, a, a Sennheiser, uh, the German-made yep. microphones, of which they're the, they're the top of the top when it comes to those wireless mics for TV microphones. But you, you talk about, oh, these are roadies, yeah. so these are really <laughs> good um, microphones, but uh, for our wireless systems for TV. and Who, who would have thought about that, like uh, a company selling out to the yeah. cell phone companies? Well, the other
1: thing, I mean, there's so much that just goes unknown. Uh, most of that wireless spectrum is owned by the Department of Defense. Yeah,
0: you know and for good reason and they don't want to hear me talking about what the cattle markets well, are doing i tell you Elaine, they might learn something i but... really
1: like listening to your podcast but if they set off a nuke that's probably not a good thing
0: oh yeah i mean we have so many of those here in montana there's
1: good reason there's not a whole lot of people here it, exa- well i mean we do have a new
0: person. <laughs> obviously we've had enough out-of-staters move into a good new person. but uh, thank but, you yellowstone
1: yeah well, I tell you, that's just one of those things, and it's just—it's a battle that's never going to end, and it's—and it's, and it's never—it's not a new one either. Uh, standards have changed, you know. I mean, you can look back as far as the transportation industry you it came from horse and buggy to car, you know, from steam engine to locomotive. I mean, it's just times change and technology improves, and you just got to stay with it. And if you don't, you know, you get left behind.
0: So let's just talk about that. What what is the future for Frontier Productions? What uh, obviously, truly, it's you and your dad. You guys got the office. You got office manager there in Big Timber, Montana, and uh, but like you said, you really don't want to get big, big. But what, what are some of those things that when we have producers out there, maybe they're uh, purebred breeders, maybe they're you know having a horse sale, maybe they're having a, a pig sale. I mean, there's a, yep. I see a lot of people that raise good uh, showmanship pigs, yep. club calves, whatever, that are selling online because it's a lot more affordable to sell the, the livestock than having a live sale.
1: Well, there's a lot of companies out there that cater specifically to a lot of those things. Um when Dad and I started, it was just us, and that's it. Uh, since then, we've taken on several reps. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just, I got to talk, I got to say who they are. Yeah. Um, so we got over in North Dakota, uh, Chris Holzenegel, everybody calls him Cheech. Uh, he's a great guy. He knows a lot. He does clipping. He does freeze branding. He sells AeroQuip stuff and, and Sweet Pro and stuff for us. And he just, I tell you, that guy is very motivated. And if you ever get the chance to meet him, do it. He's He's hilarious, and he's a great guy. Uh, we've got Danae Schweitzer, who is up by uh, Circle, yep, Montana. Yep. Uh, of course, everybody knows the Schweitzer's from up there. Uh, she films bulls for us and comes to
0: sales. She bought her first bull at Whitcops the other day, and hey, she's real go. excited about A good it. Good client of both of ours. Yep. Good rodeo family. Good, good Angus family out of uh, Gla- Circle, Montana. Yep. That sale
1: was up in Glasgow, and uh, it went real. It went good, and and uh, she was she was real excited about that. And then we've got. Uh, My cousin Kelsey, uh, she does the horse sales. She's kind of the horse expert. Who's also a dentist. Yeah, she is, but you know, uh, that's her hobby. (laughs) (laughs) She really likes selling horses and being the horse. She's a board member of the uh, Cutting Horse Board, too. Really? Yeah, she is. She's pretty well involved, and she's a good cutter, too. And Rob and Cindy, obviously, they do a lot of cutting. Uh, You know, and they're they're very. can actually
0: make money in cutting (laughs) if you can afford the horse.
1: We got to have good horses. Uh, That's just. You know that's a different world to me I'm in the cattle world that's a but they're good at it they love it and it's uh, a lot of people that do and it's fun and and she's really kind of the horse expert you know and then we got Tom Mattingly who's our office manager uh, he used to work on uh, the Scotts ranch over there uh, uh, oh what the, it's over on the other side of Harden. yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. anyway yeah but he was a cow boss over there forever uh, he knows more people than you would be un- you, you can't believe how many people he knows from all over the place. And he's kind of retired, but he likes coming in and, and sitting down drinking coffee with all the old guys in Big Timber. And we lost the Frosty Freeze, so now we've got yeah, we the coffees,
0: kind of one of the unofficial well, coffee I, and places. And you picked up a, a spokesperson with Lawrence Alstead as well. Well, we
1: did. And, you know, Lawrence knows a lot, and he's a big-time sheep operator, he used to be, and and uh, he's a he's a character. If you ever get the chance to stop into our office, he's usually there. You, you make sure you're there after 9, though. He don't like getting there too early. No,
0: he's, yes. Uh, old lawrence he, he's a very close family friend and he was he could not speak english till first grade <laughs> that is true he spoke norwegian well, till first grade i don't know if he can still speak it fluently but <laughs> but you have any other reps out there that you, want you know to mention? uh
1: yeah so like i said we got cheech in north dakota got danae up there in uh, circle in the circle area uh, kelsey does horse sales for us uh you know and we're, we're we're always looking you know for the next person it's just we got to make we get, it's got to be the right person too uh you know and and like i said we don't want to grow too much but unfortunately that's just we're growing yeah. and we're trying to limit you know control our growth and do it in a way that we can still make sure everybody's taken care of the right way and so uh those are pretty much it for now uh we're we've got a couple people that you know like franklin hash he helps us with a lot of the bull sales he's kind of an unofficial he's rep. your
0: mascot
1: well i don't he's something isn't he <laughs> uh franklin is uh he is probably one of the most personable people uh he he knows everybody talk, yep. he can have a conversation with anybody and uh he's always willing to pitch in and help whenever oh, i yeah. ask him so it's and he's a great guy and and we just we like to have people that we get along good with and it's not necessarily a corporate culture it's more of a I'm not gonna say a BS
0: culture, but it kinda is a little bit, you know, you just gotta have that talent. That that is one, one person I miss seeing in Bozeman is, is Frankie? Franklin, Yeah. Since I moved back to Montana from Bozeman Montana. Uh, but so, you know, for our friends that are listening out there that are interested in learning more about Frontier, maybe, you know, maybe they're having a sale. Maybe they're three or four producers that, you know, are are gonna be having enough bulls to put together maybe they're having a sale at their local livestock auction you know what i i guess what is your sales pitch to them like obviously i i I just like talking about these things and learning more about them but you know i guess what what are those words that you share with them to bring the confidence saying hey we we are here for you as a producer we're here to help keep you in business and and really just market those uh genetics and the hard work you put into them well basically
1: we're uh yeah, you know, we're all from that business, and we're involved in it heavily, and we're invested in it. And, you know, we know the people that are in it, and we want to help them market their animals, whatever they may be, horses, cattle, sheep, doesn't matter. Uh, we also do feeder cattle sales with Northern Livestock. Uh, the week- weekly ones. And video sales. I do all the video sales, yep. too. But we have Fraser Livestock. It's kind of like a subsidiary that's just strictly feeder cattle. That's yep. all well, we do. Well, explain, talk about that then. Well, so Dad and I, <clears throat> We kind of had to organize our feeder cattle sales that and since i'm doing the the platform for northern uh you know makes kind of good sense that i would sell cattle on there too right so basically what we did is we just created a separate entity that that is primarily for feeder cattle and and you know like bread cattle and stuff you know stuff you see in the video or in the video sales in the summer and then we have a weekly sale at northern too that doesn't always run every single week but Yeah, it's pretty much, you know, we're probably doing two or three weeks a month.
0: But it's a way for folks that maybe have 20 calves or 30 calves to to market them online. Well, Well, explain that, that aspect of
1: it. That too, but especially recently, it's been really good for people that run out of grass. Because they're going to yep. keep those cattle as long as they can, and then boom, they're out of feed or they can't get hay or they're so out of really water. it's
0: for current delivery cattle.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, that's all it is. Is it's 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 filling the gap between like the diamond ring and the and the big sales that we have in the summer. Yep. And you know, for some people, especially this year and last year, they're everything's fine and you're just going to keep going forward as normal until you can't get feed or you run out of grass or you the spring dries up and you can't get a lease. Well, then what do you do? You got to get rid of those cattle. And there's not a whole lot of options other than just hauling them to town. So this just gives people another option, gets them out in front of a lot of buyers nationwide, and we've sold a ton of cattle on it. It's been very successful, and it's a it's a, it's a a two-edged sword, though, because at, at the same time, I want to help these people and I want to sell cattle, but it hurts terribly to see all oh, yeah. these cattle leave the state, and it just makes me feel... Just rotten. Oh, I just gosh. hate it.
0: When, when I'm reading the reports, whether that's from the livestock market directly or from USDA and, the, and their detailed reporting, when you're seeing 75% of these auctions being cows, it's, it's depressing. It and is. I was talking to a livestock market owner here earlier today. It just, I mean, we're a service, livestock marketing, whether it's online, the actual barn in town, it's a service for the community and there's nothing more healthy for a community than actually having that barn. Exactly. We talk about that health and the importance, but I mean, it it, it brings a guy to tears to just see the hardship to make that decision. You know, we tried to hold out as long as possible, but you know what, $350 a ton of hay. Yeah,
1: it's just not financially responsible. And the amount
0: of snow we've received this year yeah. as of, what is it, it's February 18th. I'm not quite sure, this show will probably air next week. We haven't had that wet, wet, wet snow. I mean, March is still yeah. ahead of us. I'm crossing our fingers for that to have a good wet snow, get some moisture in the ground, but things aren't looking good here in Montana or North Dakota. But I've always said it because we, Montana producers, other Western producers have benefited from other times of drought that have impacted other people. We know that Mother Nature is going to deal us this blow to help prices. So, you know, maybe if you've had to liquidate your herd 20, 30, 40, 50%. You might get a little bit back because those prices will be higher, but that's hard to swallow. You know what it is, and the problem is, is
1: usually when this happens, it doesn't coincide with you know is, is widespread of a drought as we've seen, yeah. and then yep. low inventory numbers. Uh, a lot of these older cows are going to slaughter, oh. and they're not yep. coming back. Yep. And so that inventory as is as shrinking. The bread yeah. Well, some of them ball, are. Yeah. A lot of those I mean, bread cows were. A lot just of people were hitting them with lace and getting rid of them. Yep. I mean, it's it's a bad deal. Uh, and the I hate to, I'm, I, you always got to be optimistic in this business yes. because if you're not, you don't belong in it. I mean, <laughs> I mean sometimes it's not the best idea, but you just got to do it because you just can't live with yourself if you're not. Uh, hopefully our, our moisture is timed out properly this spring and we get enough of it. Uh, but I just, I really hate to see that inventory number get so low and then have people try and buy them back. It's going to create a, a pretty tough market for everybody getting cows bought back. Yep.
0: It it is tough, but I tell you what, here in the spring, it's still winter, but we call it the spring bull sale season. It's been a strong, strong market. It
1: has. And I think that's a good optimism on this deal, Uh, you know, because we're set up in such a way right now to where if we do get moisture, which we just got to hope we do, and we know we're going to get it, it's going to, like Joe says, and I'm sure everybody's heard Joe Goggins at every single bull sale, he says, it's going
0: to get goofy good.
1: Yep. And it will. I mean, everything's going to really get good for people that are still in it.
0: Yep. It'll get good. And then if we get a little rain, everyone will retain their females. Exactly. And then we'll see exactly what Shaley Stewart and I talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. We retain everything and then it levels out again. It, uh, which again, great insight on the cattle markets. Yeah. Our friend Shaley Hildebrand Stewart with DTN and Cattle Market News on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, and, but it's so interesting with especially Western Ag Network, our, uh, our radio affiliation owned by Russell Nimitz and started by the uh, great late Evan Slack. We, we not only cover Montana and the Western Dakotas, but all of Wyoming, all of Colorado, Western Nebraska, all of Utah, and also down into northern New Mexico. And it's so great, those connections and conversations I have weekly, because there's guys in Colorado that had more grass than they knew what to deal deal with. I talked to a producer in Utah, and one rainstorm, they had three feet of water yeah. out on their hayfields, because they're not used to all that rain. So the rain is occurring, mm-hmm. and so there is that little bit of optimist, optimism, because I know a lot of Montana producers that just found grass or wheat fields further south. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of guys... Uh, yeah,
1: you know, there's people that have established grazing districts down in New Mexico because they've got grass coming out their ears, and yep. I've sent a lot of females down there on the yep. internet. Yeah, and guess what? That grass, it's not going to last forever. You no, know, they're going to graze her down, and then they're going to take them cows and send them right back up again. Yep. So those those cows that we just kind of like to refer to them as, they're just being borrowed for now. Yep. They're coming back. Yep. And uh, you know, it's all timing and everything. Any market self-corrects, and it will. And and just like the weather, it's going to self correct. It has
0: to. It has to.
1: Yep. So I think everything will be all right. It's just going to be a little tough before it gets real good. And that's what we just got to think.
0: So, Sam, right, again, we, we've talked a lot, of, a lot of different categories. We've got a little philosophic, philanthropic. Philanthropic. <laughs> Maybe I can't say that right. Got a little lisp there. You got a little lisp there. Maybe that's the Coors Light. It's been a long day here at the <laughs> Mate Show. And Sam, Sam's already had a video. <laughs> Uh, auction as well based on St. Ange but yep. he here in Billings. But Sam, I guess, what what are your words to producers out there? Like I said, whether they're small, big, medium, about just making sure they diversify in how they're marketing their cattle and advertising their cattle as well.
1: Well, the more diversification you can have in any type of marketing, the better. Uh, the more buyers you can get, any of your animals, whether they be cattle, sheep, horses, whatever, in front of more eyes and exposed to more people, you're going to get a better dollar for it because it's going to create more competition. And that's just the hallmark of the entire game is the more competition, the better the market. That's just what it's going to be. And if you have any type of innovative ideas that you want to try out, do it. Uh, you know, especially if there's something you can do yourself. Uh, you know, Facebook, social media, Instagram, they're all very powerful marketing tools and used properly. Uh, you know, you can really get in front of a lot of people and get a lot of things done. And radio is, is huge. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of tools in that tool chest. And you just gotta try and use as many of them as you can to to make it work. And of course I'm an internet guy. Yeah. So that's what I default to. Yep. But there's a lot of other marketing alternatives out there that I'm, you know, not an expert in. And I all I know is that one area and that's what I concentrate on. Yep. But don't don't do that. If you're trying to market cattle or horses, because you've got to be as widespread and as multifaceted in your marketing approach as you can. Yep.
0: Well, and, and I'm glad you brought, brought up that that widespread because, as you mentioned, like radio, like obviously Western Ag Network, mm-hmm. we're a radio network, eight states over, uh, 69 radio stations across the West, and the studies show 85% of producers, whether they're 19 to 85 years old, get their farm farmer ranch news. Yep multiple times a week from Farm and Ranch Radio. I do. But, at the end of the day, we also have to have that digital format like you you all have. We have our Instagram pages, we have our Facebook pages, and I'll be the first to say, I I get so frustrated with online media because there's so much hate, and there's a lot of hate within the ag industry. Everybody's opinionated. Everyone's opinionated, but it is a great resource to advocate, to share a story as well to market, and that's why, like with Western Ag Network. You know, we have to be a multi-media destination for radio, for TV, for digital video, yep. for digital media. But and that's that's just like I say, we for for radio advertising, for bull sales, and we do a lot with with you, with with a lot of your clients, and with a lot of folks that aren't your clients, because we're a reminder. Yeah, we're that reminder when a guy's out feeding cows during the noon hour or doing chores or what, whatever they might be doing, saying, oh, hey, yeah, the Sheafle Fine Farms sale is taking place in Kimball, Minnesota today, yeah, and yeah. I, I need to bid on those bowls here today. Or, hey, when that uh, weather event comes through and a, per, a person has to postpone their sale, we're the first ones to say, hey, yep. we're not charging you a dime. You're a friend. You're a client. We're going to tell everybody in the world that your sale got canceled. But again, that video op- option, maybe somebody can't drive to that sale. Exactly, And they can bid online from home yeah. in their lazy boy in their sweatpants. Well, I, I you know,
1: there's no dress code but buying <laughs> bulls online, as you well know. I, I don't even want to know what you were wearing when you bought that horse. Probably my sweatpants. No, okay. no, no. That
0: was in the <laughs> afternoon. I, I, I know I'd work cows that day. That's why I couldn't make the sale.
1: Well, I tell you, the, uh, it, it is e- we try to make it as easy as possible to get things bought. That's the bottom line. Um And like what you were saying is I wanted to tell you, uh, this time of year, people spend the first four to six hours of the day either in the tractor or the hydro bit. Yep. Listening to? Radio and podcasts. There you go. What do I listen to when I'm driving to these bull sales? Podcasts. Yep. I just told Lane the other day, I've now listened to every single one of them he's got posted. And and I,
0: I have three different podcasts I host too. Well, I don't know. I, I've
1: listened to every single one that was on that playlist. Yeah, um, and it was. I just it's it's something nice to listen to because instead of listening to regurgitated junk on the radio, you know, like XM radio the, or the, music or the or national or news, whatever. Yeah, it's something you can actually learn. You might learn something new, and that's it's a good thing. I always learn something new when I listen to this, or I I at least get a different opinion from something and that's ultimately what we all have to do to kind of get along anymore is look at other people's viewpoints and kind of learn from what they have to say
0: well again like like i always joke i'm a broke rancher well i talk for a living my full-time profession is not being a rancher it's my goal to be a full-time rancher just like so many of us in the industry but you know what you know i might be 40 50 years old before that comes true that'll be my retirement project you know i mean i i don't i don't envision myself ever wanting to go to uh Arizona or somewhere in the wintertime. Like I, I picture myself wanting to feed cows, be a part of it and, and our little cow herd and our connections with our family is so great. But again, that's why I like having these conversations. Yes, I call them BS sessions. I've joked that this is the Seinfeld of Agriculture Podcast. <laughs> it's a show about nothing because we don't know what's gonna get brought up. But I, I think that's why it's so important within agriculture for us to just let our guards down a little bit and to talk about, you know, what we're doing what concerns us i guess what what concerns you right now in agriculture well i'll tell you the 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 three most and i've seen i've I've heard
1: this for a long time and i've said it a long time and i've seen it on social media quite recently but uh the three most expensive words in agriculture lane and it doesn't matter what you're in what yeah cattle grain hay whatever or we've always done it maybe four words we've always done it this way four words right? We've always done it this We've way. Always. Five words. God, I can't count. It's been a long day. Uh, but that, <laughs> that's the most expensive saying in anything really, especially agriculture. Because if you don't change, or you don't get with the times, and you don't try new things, and you're not open to new possibilities. It's not going to work out. And I know from experience, you know, we were kind of that way. And that's why we're not in the business anymore ranching. Yep. As we just weren't willing to make those changes. And you, the other thing is, I listened to that buying deal the other day, and it was really cool how they just run that like it's a business. 80, 84
0: family members are part of one farm.
1: And they get together and they have little meetings, Every like day. with
0: all of them. The heads of each family, it's, it's almost like the Corleone family. <laughs>
1: No. If you put eighty-four Frasers into a room, the cops would get called within ten minutes. Well, I mean,
0: a hundred years ago, the British government would show up and say it was a infraction yeah. upon. They were still looking for us then. <laughs> That's like Battle of Culloden stuff. There, yeah, they're
1: looking for us. That's why we came to America, actually. Your family actually fought in the Battle of Culloden, I believe, right? Yes, that we clan? did, yeah. The we sure did. There's there? a lot of uh that and the Jacobite Uprisings and uh, there's a lot of that's Well of course that was a Jacobite rising. Yeah. You know. Well there's Culloden. several of them. Culloden was <laughs> the end of that. Yeah. yeah. That was that was we were betrayed there by some people, but uh, Bonnie
0: Prince Charlie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I tell you what, that's that's one of, that's that's a cool thing with family history, and and I tell you, I really hate to see anybody not try to do new things, and they don't have to use us or any anything like us. Just yeah. be open to new possibilities. That way, you can keep making family history instead of ending.
0: But but one thing I, I think that especially uh, a digital presence is so. The data is there. Mm-hmm. How important is it, though, for folks to ask for the data and, and the connection? Because there, there's a lot of fly-by-night folks that pop up that say, I'm going to market your livestock. Yeah. How important is it to not be buffaloed by, hey, we're, we have a good website? Well,
1: we're not really in the sales business. We're in the data business. Yep. And just like everybody, you really have to kind of, you know, we've, we put in the time and people know who we are and you know that it took a while i mean we weren't the most popular one out of the gate and we're still not but you've really gotta you've really got to trust who you're working with and that doesn't mean i mean you can be in construction or ag or whatever but if you don't trust people you're working with and and you don't take care of each other and you don't help each other out then it's it's not a mutually beneficial relationship it never will be
0: so maybe we got a producer out there that uh, is going to be having a production sale maybe fall 2022. Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of Sam and Scott Frazier? Well,
1: you can just go to our website. It's www.frontierlivesale.com. Uh, our phone numbers are uh, up on that. Uh, most people in the business just pick up a bull sale catalog and our phone numbers will be in it. Uh, whether it's a Northern sale or a Frontier sale, my number's in every one of those catalogs. I'm sure it's in catalogs and truck stop bathrooms and every other thing at this <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can find my number pretty easy. Uh, but, you know, get on Facebook. we got a pretty big Facebook presence there. Uh, might not want to uh, follow us all the time because there's a lot of stuff that comes out. Uh, but our Ooh. phone numbers are on there. You can send us messages on there. You can email us. There's a million ways to get a hold of us.
0: Well, again, Sam, I think we've had a great conversation. I know we'll have future ones down the road. Actually, Sam and I have very good conversations. We'll, we'll call each other up. I don't know if those are worthy run. of the podcast. It's not <laughs> probably worthy because we'd probably uh, lose a lot of followers just based on our theories yeah. and whatnot. But, you know, I tell you what, again, it's just it, it's great to just have opportunities in agriculture, whether that be directly in livestock production. We're tied to it being one of those key stakeholders and helping people stay profitable, and that's what Frontier Productions, FrontierLiveSale.com has. Uh, Again, visit them online. Give them a like on Instagram and Facebook, and, uh, again, it's pretty easy to get a, a hold of Sam, and also all they provide Northern Livestock video as well.
1: And just one more thing I'd just like to tell any of the people that are our customers listening right now, thank you, each and every one of you. Uh, you're the people that allow us to do what we do every single day, uh, and that goes for all the northern customers, the Goggins family, all those people that have given us those opportunities over the years to stay in business and do what we love to do.
0: Well, speaking of the Goggins family, a great, of course, leader in the American Angus Association and the Angus breed. So uh, again, we'd like to thank our friends at the American Angus Association for sponsoring today's uh, Lancaster egg podcast and our agriculture conversations. Um, again, thank you, Sam Frazier with Frontier Productions joining us friends it's been a great chat here from the 2022 mate show or montana Agri Trade exposition 45 years of the latest and greatest innovations to help farmers and ranchers across our region i'm lane northland we'll catch you next time thank you for tuning into the lane cast with talk ag lane nordland for more on lane check out his facebook page lane nordland ag broadcaster and nordland communications.com Don't forget to subscribe to The Lanecast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on The Lanecast.